All right, Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott back again for another episode of the Nolcast. But as always, we'll thank our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Sellers. Always want to tip the hat to the OG sponsors. TarponSellers.com is the website, and uh, Nolcast will get you, I believe, 20% off your order there. So thank you, as always, to the support that you guys have given our friends out in Napa Valley. And, uh, yeah, you're back. Got ourselves a, a game preview here, a game that uh, I think we can say with a lot more confidence as opposed to 36 hours ago that will, you know, be played at the time and, uh, you know, maybe some some wins and rain, but can't see anything at this point that is going to impact a uh, availability for games. So happy that that's played out the way it is and we can sit here and more or less talk about a preview and not uh, show off some amateur weather skills that we have, so. Indeed. Uh, I believe we do have some prize picks to get to. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to deliver the winner. I hope I was able to deliver some fun uh, in, in following along with the cards. Uh, but uh, that we, we we did drop on the official Nolcast card, although we got the FSU stuff pretty good, uh, I will say. But the uh, I gave out two. The kicker one was absolutely terrible. That, that's on me, y'all. Uh, so we're now two and two on the uh, 25 to one shots this year. Still, still feel like we're going to come out on top uh, knowing us. So Anyway, uh, prize picks, you can find it in the app store, prizepicks.com. You can use the promo code NOLCAST, which gets you 100% deposit match for first-time depositors up to $100. Tonight, uh, I've got a fun one, man. I'm, I'm ready for this. Um, I actually just put this together right before we went live on the show. Jamari Thrash of Louisville. We know that they uh, they like to feed their studs in this Jeff Brom offense. And uh, Jamar Strash, over 75 and a half receiving yards, I like. I, I think they'll go to him uh, often, go to him on screens, go to him whatever they need to do. Uh, Jackson Dart, Ole Miss quarterback. They are playing Georgia Tech. And I'm going to go less than 245 and a half uh, passing yards for him. Seems kind of weird. However, uh, both receivers are out for Ole Miss. Uh, the guy they took from UTSA and the guy they took from La Tech as is the guy who I thought was the best tight end in the transfer portal, Caden Prescorn from Memphis. Uh, he is going to be out another two weeks and was a very important piece of what they had planned. Their backup uh, tight end is also out, and Quinshot Judkins has been banged up too. Okay. Lane Kiffin, and uh, they're, unple- or they're unhappy with the amount of uh, running success they had against Tulane, and they have Alabama on deck. So I'm thinking that they probably don't want Dart to get blasted here a whole lot if they can. Uh, given that they have Bam on deck. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go Jackson Dart un- or uh, less than 245 passing yards. Remember Roman Hemby from last year? Absolutely. Yes. Ro- guys, Roman Hemby is a nice DFS type option uh, if you're into these uh, prize picks style stuff. That's Maryland's running back, and they like to throw in the football an awful lot. If you watch JMU uh, beat, Maryland last week, the or excuse me, beat Virginia last week. The winning play uh, was actually them taking advantage of a freshman linebacker named Robinson, who I believe Florida State did try to recruit last year. Uh, UVA's linebackers look like they can be got in pass uh, coverage just from what I've seen so far. So shout out to the Nolcast from Peru. Awesome, Pat. That is, what time is it in Peru? Are, are they, they got to be Pacific time, right? Uh, I would think. Yeah, it's maybe what we call mountain time, I think. Okay. All right. I'm sure Pat will let us know in the chat. So we're going to go more than 17 and a half receiving yards uh, for for Roman of the the Maryland Terrapins. 
Quinn Ewers, less than three touchdown passes okay. against Wyoming. Big Quinn Ewers fan, but again, it is Wyoming. They do have mouths to feed in that quarterback room named Murphy and Manning. And uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty lofty number there. Uh, so I, I would go less on that. And then we got a little stack action, little 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 IHOP special here. <laughs> We're going to go Davis Bren of Georgia Southern and uh, Derwin Burgess of Georgia Southern. Travel up to Wisconsin. Wisconsin kind of got lit up last week by an air raid attack, almost exactly what Georgia Southern runs. Davis Bren more than 252 passing yards and Derwin Burgess more than 13 and a half fantasy score. So that's uh that'll be our show card. And of course we will give out another card involving the Knowles. Once prize picks feels fit to put up uh, odds on FSU's game. Now I'm not taking a shot at our sponsor here on the air. What I'm saying is let's get into this preview because, and again, promo code NOLCAST gets you that 100% deposit match bonus for first time depositors up to $100. If I ran prize picks, I probably also would not put up numbers quite yet for this Boston College Florida State football game because I don't know what the weather is going to be like. And it does matter an awful lot. Noon kick, hurricane, <laughs> or trop- tropical storm or hurricane? What, what, what are we going with here? Looks like it'll be arriving as uh, still maybe a hurricane, but the, at the lower, lower level of that. Now, we'll have to see. Again, not, I'm not an expert here, but it looks like it might hit... Uh, make landfall somewhere around 80 miles an hour, which we're not discounting at all, but it's not uh, you know, a massive hurricane. And what I hear as I uh, do read the more wise people on this, just talk about, you know, the main difference on something like this is the water's so much cooler over there. The water that it travels slows the storm down rather than, you know, when it comes up through the Gulf or something like that and can actually pick up steam and deliver a punch. So not discounting, uh, uh, okay, so he's basically central time zone down there in Peru is what it looks okay. like. Uh, not discounting the storm, and and I'm certainly not the person to listen to, but sounds like it'll be played maybe with uh, some 20 to 30 mile an hour winds and maybe a little bit of rain as if it follows its current uh, track. So, over under on this game is 48. It opened 58. Obviously, mm. it got it got bet down to like 47, maybe 46 and a half at one point. It, if you guys have ever bet like a Wyoming game when the when the winds are like 25 mile an hour, you know, it's basically like it's not impossible to pass the ball, but it, it's uh, it's difficult. And the defenses know that it's difficult and they challenge you to throw the deep ball and the winds just jack it up. So uh, spread 26, 27 ish. What are we looking at here? Yeah, about 26 and a half, 27 and the total, of course, of 48. So, you know, it's uh they're thinking like 37 10, mm-hmm. roughly, which makes sense. We did not do picks last week, by the way. Like, I, I made sure to put prediction in the title of the YouTube show because pe- people were like, Wait, you didn't have a prediction? And I was like, I, I don't know what to put. I, I think they'll score more than 41 and a half, uh, for sure. But how soon does Mike put in the backups? Is a pretty, pretty relevant part of a prediction, but man, 66 to three was good anyway. Um, Red bandana game. Yeah, not not as concerned about that with a noon kickoff and everything else. I mean, I, obviously Florida State's lost a couple of those. I think they've gotten Clemson during at least one, maybe a couple of them as well uh, in the past. But to me, that just feels like maybe a Thursday night thing or a Saturday night thing. It's not like you're ever going to get an elite uh, atmosphere up there or anything that could ever really be 
confused with elite in my opinion, but uh, sleepy nooner. I don't see, uh, I don't see the red bandana or anything else that comes attached to that being all that impactful. I think that's fair. Um, it is a like if you guys watch the doc on it or like like at least find it on YouTube. It, it if you don't know what it is, which I bet it's like about ninety nine percent of the people, uh, you know, out there will uh, will, will know what it is. Uh, but if you haven't, it, it's certainly a, a you know pretty a pretty good story that that guy with the self sacrifice. Let's uh, let's transition here. Boston call. Oh, by the way, uh, Lee Williams. All right, we'll get to that question because that actually ties into the second part of the show. I want to thank our friends at the legendary home loans team, 844 FSU loan, 844 FSU loan. Chad and Shannon will get you hooked up with the best loan possible for you. I've done it twice. 500 of our listeners have also done so. And uh, it is an awesome experience. Oh, I got some cool stuff. Hold on. Where'd I put it? Uh, all right. So Matt Thompson did send me a noon Dude. game suck hat so i can't really use this when i'm when i'm on cbs because i'm not sure that like some of our advertisers want uh because i don't know if, how, how well you can read it um no, you just see suck yeah yeah uh correct yeah but it, it's if if you know you know i also have something cool that I'll, i will debut for the next show um boston college is 101 on the season they lost at home to northern illinois which then lost to a Albeit very good FCS team, an FCS team nonetheless. But uh, Northern Illinois was a 13-point underdog at home to this FCS team. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously very good. For the FCS team, it's it's kind of embarrassing to lose to an FBS team that then turns around the next weekend and loses to an FCS team. So, <sighs> Yeah, Northern Illinois, I say this every once or two years whenever they come up, but I always have to say this. They're from DeKalb, Illinois. And what are the two other things that claim to be from DeKalb, bud? Mm, no recollection. That's a toughie. Cindy Crawford and Barbed Wire. That, that, that is their claim to fame. Okay. Yes. I mean, those Absolutely. are, yeah. I spent a Christmas or uh, just after Christmas in high school at a wrestling tournament up there. And uh, not a place that I necessarily long to return to. But yes. Once is enough? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Northern Illinois. I've checked that off my uh, my life list. <laughs> then they turned around and they uh, they had one of those games last week all over the, the eastern seaboard. We had long like storm lightning delays and whatnot. They had one of those where they had a they had a lead on Holy Cross, which is a, a pretty damn good FCS team. Well, coach, I think I mentioned that on the show like that. That coach is really good. So don't be surprised if, uh, you know, if, if they gave him a little hell there. And they did, actually. Uh, but Boston College did hold on to win. BC's offense is like definitely better this year, but it's in a, a different way. Oh yeah, we have thumbnails now. Shout out to FSU Pat for making some awesome thumbnails for us. So re- really, really good job on those. I'm, I'm look how professional the channel is. This is like it, Graham mutes as he as the ice clinks back in his glass. We we are in sync tonight. This is professional podcasting. Um. All right, so their offense is much different. They started out playing this other kid at quarterback, Emmett Moorhead, who was their backup last year. Um, they switched to Thomas Castellanos, who, if you guys don't know the name, you should. FSU recruited him basically as like a running – they said athlete, but like I think it was pretty much understood that he can't play quarterback here. So he's basically a running back slash maybe Ja'Kai Douglas, like slot type, or maybe a defensive player, if you know, whatever. 
He ends up going to UCF, uh, and then UCF's receivers coach uh, got hired by BC. He wasn't going to start at UCF as a quarterback. His kid wanted to play quarterback. That's why he didn't go to like an FSU or you know maybe a Georgia. Uh, so when UCF's receivers coach got hired to be the receivers coach at BC, Castellanos followed him, which actually kind of it. I don't know if you followed what happened to John Rice Plumley this week, but like he busted up his leg pretty good and is going to miss, I think, at mm. least a month. So he would have been their starter uh, over, over, over the McLean kid. Anyway, they I don't I don't know how much of the, the NIU game you watched. They go to Castellanos. They change the offense up a little bit. It's much more run heavy. They're using like a lot of twenty-two personnel. You know, two tight ends, two backs, quarterback. Their offensive line is much better than it was last year. Like. A lot better, um, mainly because they're not having to play defensive linemen that they moved over in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. It, was, it really was kind of sad last year, uh, just the the, the level uh, of of broke that they were on the offensive line. By the way, Dillingham, not to ramble. Have you followed this? No. Oh man, like I sent our twenty four seven sports Arizona State publisher the Kenny Rillingham video we did from like four years ago mm-hmm. because like. This, it's not good when you have this happen this early in the season, but like in that game against Oklahoma State, they were already down four of their top seven offensive linemen, and then their starting right tackle, who's maybe their best O lineman, his foot was facing the wrong direction, mm-hmm. and they had they had to cart him off. So now Arizona State, which is not particularly deep to start the year, is basically just in like it, what what can we do? Mo? If, if yeah. Dillingham yeah. threatens a bowl there, he should win National Coach of the Year. I, I, I think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, you, Boston College was kind of in that situation last year. Like, they literally had to move defensive linemen over to the offensive line and play them. Like, not just for emergency purposes. The, the emergency was now uh, in the middle of the week. So that's uh, that's not what they're having to do this year. They're much better on the offensive line. They are not so far a threat to pass the ball at all. Like, it is... I, I know they have some guys who catch catch the ball, but man, it has not been. Uh, you want you want to play? Guess how many uh, catches their leading receiver has through two very contested games? How many yards their leading receiver has? Ooh, how many yards? I'm gonna go seven catches for sixty eight yards. You are close. Uh, so in two games, their leading receiver has hundred and five yards. Okay. Uh, and their leading catcher has nine catches. Nine. Okay. Um, yeah. Despite the fact they play a little more heavy personnel, they have not so far thrown the ball to the tight ends basically at all. Like they appear to be just to block uh, so far. Um, oh, n- nice job on the uh, on, on the JCS collab, uh, Chris McLeod said. Very yeah. cool. Chris, great longtime supporter of the Nolcast. Yes, sir. Love seeing him. Uh, LSU game, Oklahoma game. He seems to seems to be around. I was texting him the other day. Uh, so Castellanos is their leading rusher on the year, the the, the, the quarterback. It, I'm not going to say they run a wildcat, but um, it's kind of – it's heavy rush. It's heavy mm-hmm. quarterback rush. You're going to get a lot of quarterback rush. I think if you're Boston College, you probably are going to try to, like, use the hurricane to your advantage and play this thing as slow as humanly possible. Just, hey, here's 40 runs for us. If the weather's that bad, here's 40 runs for you guys. Don't beat us by 40, <laughs> right? Um, they'll run some power. They'll run some counter. They'll, they'll, they'll run some stretch. They, they do a pretty good number of things. It's all like plus one in the run game. 
I'm kind of curious to see like how much actual like four three can you play? Like, are we going to see three actual linebackers on the field if you're the Knowles? We don't get to see that very much, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. there are some teams on the schedule you might want to do it against. Like, if Florida gets their tight ends back and healthy then at the end of the year, that's more of a heavy personnel based type team. So, I mean, if you're Norvell, you're using some of these games. Like, assuming you don't go out and mess it up, which you shouldn't. It's kind of cool to, to, to be able to harken back. You're like, okay, we're in a swap now. Eight weeks ago, we had to play this stuff. How did we do? Did we like it? Did, how did we fit this run out of this look? How did we fit this run out of, the, out of that look? So I don't want to be disrespectful and call it like claim this is a, a practice game because like I still think Boston College is like a top. They're like a top like 85 team. They're not in that like Bowling Green level, you know. Um, they're probably better than... Eh, they're probably close to Southern Miss, I think, but just in different ways. Like their offensive line is much better than Southern Miss. I think Southern Miss is better defensively in, in the back end. Um, oh, also, like I said, they don't pass. Do you think a team that runs pr- predominantly like Wildcat quarterback-ish type product is going to be really good when they get behind the sticks and have to pass? Mm, no, yeah, they're that's gonna really be dead in those situations. So far this year, again, they've played Northern Illinois and Holy Cross. Uh, on passing downs, they are 124th in the nation in success rate. So if you actually get them backed up behind the sticks, it's good night, Irene. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you're Adam Fuller, like this is kind of fun. I mean, not that you want to prep a whole lot for this, but it is nice to be able to get like a real game with, with a real look against something different rather than just 11 personnel spread RPO stuff every single right. week. Yeah. Yeah, no, that will be interesting. Interesting how much you see Lundy out there with four and fifteen, and if this is one of the the rare cases where a four three is is your base defense, or not even your base defense, just something that you see. I mean, uh, to think that that was basically a formation that twenty years ago teams would run. I don't know, eighty five percent of the time, bud, and mm, I don't know. Love to see the stat split on that and how much teams have gone away from that, particularly in the last ten years, but. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, football evolves, football changes, and four three is uh, is a reflection of that. It it does. All right, points wise, um, Vegas's projection of ten that feels kind of fair, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it's just really hard for me to give a, a, a good prediction here with the weather. Like, if this goes a couple more miles east, and we have fifteen mile an hour winds. Or like like low twenties, you could throw the ball around. If you mm-hmm. get like legitimate thirty plus mile an hour winds, it, just watch. Like <laughs> it, it's just really hard to throw a football uh, in in that kind of weather, uh, and especially the defenses will will know it. Um, Want to talk a little deep, little Boston College defense? Yeah, this is the the strength of the team, in my opinion, defensive line yeah. uh, in particular, and. Uh, yeah, interested to see what these guys look like. And, you know, this is if you're of the fan base that still wants to learn uh, a little bit more about the offensive line. This won't be the ultimate test, but will be another another decent test to give you an idea as to where you are going into Clemson. And again, we'll, we'll see who plays on Florida State's offensive line. You know, like as we talked about last time, it, it was pretty obvious that Mo Smith was dinged in the LSU game. They, they held him out uh, last game and Darius got some time there. Uh, in in his relief so that was good to see always good to wrap i mean not good to see that mo was out but good to see that uh, you got somebody who could 
you know, maybe capably play it if you had to have them. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Also, 45% rain in this game, it looks like. Uh, um, maybe the second half is not quite as bad in terms of the uh, the weather. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the thought. I heard somebody who was uh, getting like their weather projections, it sounded like directly from Delta, uh, think that by 2 o'clock it could be pretty decent. But Oh, I yeah, used that site. Yeah, it's a Thursday, so uh, we'll see. Oh, what's the name of this site? Uh, there's a... Uh, there's a site. I'll, if I find it, I'll, I'll drop it in the show notes. There's a site, uh, pilot buddy of mine. You can actually see what the weather, what the wind is going to be projected, like very specific areas in a city at certain uh, altitudes, like ground level, ten. You know. Now, now why were you ever using the service, bud? Yeah, why, well, uh, just, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big skydiver. I wonder, wonder where you, how you stumbled across this. Funny. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I do play softball with a couple pilots, so um, you know they. they they had also heard of it. But they, they did not. They were not the ones that introduced it to me. They weren't trying to figure uh, out the impact on the kicking game. Uh, uh, but no, know. no, yeah. unfortunately, um, well, it worked really well for me last week with price picks. So, uh, man. So, uh, yeah, they actually have a couple of defensive linemen who are are pretty good. We're, we're clearly targets of the um, uh, of people in the portal. I think. Right, and they were able to hold on, much like they held on to Zay Flowers last year. Boston College did a good job holding on to these guys. Like, they definitely don't suck up front. They're older dudes. A couple of them have a little bit of twitch to them. The horsey kid is a pretty good run stopper. That they're, they're nose guard, so th- that'll be a good test. But what I haven't seen really so far is great ability to chase stuff down on the back end. Right, so the potential for explosive runs if you're able to control the front is definitely there with Florida State's backs, whether that's Benson or Hill or whomever. Uh, that potential is certainly there. I don't I don't imagine you'd run Travis that much in this game with with Clemson on deck, but uh, I mean, hey, like if, if, if they totally overplay the back and you got to do it, you got to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, I mean, just to be totally frank here, NIU's pass game is terrible. And Holy Cross has a kid that just basically runs around a whole lot. And they, they ran for, shoot, like almost 300. But a lot of it was this quarterback just running around and scrambling because he's pretty quick. Uh, I don't know what to make of their pass defense. I, judging how like some teams get the corner on them, I would say probably not great in terms of coverage. Like, I, I don't anticipate that they can cover FSU's receivers very well if they're actually healthy. Or not healthy, but like if – if the game state allows for passing with with the wind, you know. Um, oh, Austin Mixon, welcome to the chat as well. Very cool, Mike Lee. Shout shout out to him. So yeah, defensive line is not awful. Linebackers seem to be okay. Um, defensive backs, I give it a totally incomplete grade. We just haven't really seen them have to cover people this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to tell you guys they suck or they're great because I really I watched it, but like I don't know how you. I'd be surprised if they're good compared to like a Florida state level passing game. I just don't know what the true different differential is there. There's some teams on FSU schedule that I've, I've watched a lot that I have a good feel for. And this is, this is not one that I have a great feel for, honestly. Um, but if, if we brought on a guest, I don't know they would either because like what kind of look are they be able to get? Yeah. To, to be determined at this point, what, what they're going to look like against the team against Florida state. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be great, but uh, you don't don't have a whole lot of data points that correlate to anything like that. So, 
I don't think you would see a lot of tempo this week. I wouldn't imagine. Um, at, at least not sustained tempo. Like may, maybe you maybe you rep it a drive or two, but I don't think you would go nuts with the tempo here. Um, I don't really want to talk special teams either because I don't know enough about Boston College's special teams. And like even if I did, in this kind of wind, it like, mm-hmm. right. they're all yeah. just going to be. Yeah. yeah. What do you know about a special teams with 26 mile an hour winds? But yeah, uh, I expect more from you, sir. Uh, one group of people that you won't expect more from is the great team at Congruity. Matt Lewis and his team are people that, uh, as I'm fond of saying, I've worked with at literally every opportunity that I've had. And I'm confident that if you give them uh, a chance, you will think similar. So again, as I say this, uh, Almost every podcast, I'm happy to make an introduction if uh, you would prefer so. That seems to be a pretty common uh, means of putting the three parties together. And like I said, Matt Lewis, fantastic guy, fantastic company. And uh, we recommend congruity wholeheartedly around here in Nolcast land. So, Yes, sir, we do. They do a tremendous job for all of our listeners who decided to use them. I'm sure they'll, they'll do a great job for y'all's business as well. Um what are we talking about? All right. Um, as far as people want to know about backups getting in the game, Brock Glenn, uh, I think Brock Glenn posted on Instagram about a uh, the, the thumb ligament thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't anticipate. Well, certainly he won't play in this game, uh, given you know what he posted. Uh, I don't know if he can be back this year. I I haven't seen. I don't think Norvell officially announced that or not. So. Anyway, yeah, guys, we'll we'll see what his status ends up being uh, officially, but obviously, I, I don't think he's going to play in this game. Um, if he's, you know, it's just pretty obvious he he got hurt. Uh, honestly, like, I, I mean, they can choose to hold any number of guys they want to, just just for for load management. I, I think that's one of the beauties of this team so far. It is like we talked about over the summer, right? We we, we comped them to the Milwaukee Brewers of last year, right? Of hey. Very few positions have negative war, even mm. with the, even with the reserves. Like how many, how many at bats are you getting from guys who are are zeros up there? Not many, right? Like almost everybody on this team can help the football team, can can complement the football team in some way. They, they have, they're like positive value add players. So, I mean, dude, like Verse played like twenty snaps, and Lovett played like ten, and they still whipped a Southern Miss team that's like. I don't know the fourth or fifth best odds to win the Sun Belt, yeah. which, which is probably like Sun Belt's probably your it's probably your best G five league top to bottom. It, it American maybe a little better, but like it's a pretty good league for you know for G five. It, it's not like some FCS MAC league. That that was pretty impressive. Like the the show of depth. The like look how many guys they had ready to play, and it was not a cluster when the backups got in. It's not quite as clean, but like a lot of guys knew what to do and got in and executed. That they were able to, like they played fast. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, and and that's not going to be the only time that happens. And I think that's probably one reason why you've had as many guys pay attention and and buy in is because uh, if this team does what it what it's supposed to do, that won't uh, that won't be a one off. And yeah, look, if we can sit here on uh, on Saturday, if we do an interaction or Sunday, and look at a stat sheet that has. Uh, Trey or well, Trey Benson. I'd love to see how you manage his workload too. But Fabian, maybe 12 snaps. Jared, 21 snaps. Do it again. Roll them into next weekend. And uh, we all know 
how important next weekend is. And I would, uh, you know, we'll talk about next weekend next week, but would not go around writing off Clemson just uh, quite yet. It's, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. So, yeah. Um, I know it's an FCS team, but just in terms of like controlling what you can control, the, the last like 45 or 50 minutes of that ball game, they, they looked kind of like you thought was maybe like the best case of how smooth they could look. I'm not saying like the receivers are all of a sudden much better because I, I don't think that they are. But in terms of like the operation of the offense and actually looking like something that Garrett Riley has run at past stops, whether it's at, you know, TCU or East Carolina or wherever it was, right? It started to look more like that. Like, so Clemson does appear to be rounding into form. Uh, whatever their peak form is, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. They do play an FAU team that I'm very familiar with this weekend. So I, I think we'll get a pretty good look at that. Like, I think I have a good feel for what FAU is, and we'll we'll see kind of how they play against FAU. Do we have any mailbag stuff tonight? I uh, don't think we do. Okay. If I miss something, uh, apologies, and we'll get to it uh, next time. But uh, I don't believe don't believe I do. Cool. Um, I think we have looking back through the chat here for questions. Do we want to give a prediction? Yeah, definitely want to give a prediction as uh, as you know, muddied as it may be because of what the weather and conditions will be. We can, we can update it Saturday morning if it's, uh, you know, nine degrees and sunny or nine, nine, nine miles an hour and, and sunny. Uh, but um, I'll go ahead and throw mine out there. I have this being a 41 to 13 win for Florida state. That is uh, almost exactly what I have too. Uh, so okay. I'm going to change mine up slightly. I will say, um, uh, I'll say 38-10, uh, which is, which is kind of lame. I, I do think they get the backups in early, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I – yeah, if if this low 20s to high 20s wind-wise is a big difference. It, it, for whatever reason, it really is. Like you could pass the ball somewhat in low 20s. High 20s is just – yeah. Awesome, man. I – is this the first game we've ever done where like wind was the mate, like the number one factor? It has to be another one. No, I mean, like, so the Boise State game got moved, or we would have right. been talking about the weather a lot <laughs> there. Um, I can't think of anything else that we've done where weather was a, I mean, maybe there was a, I want to say maybe there was a Wake Forest game way back uh, in the day where there was a wind or a North Carolina that, you know, from having grown up in that area, it's not like you yeah. get immediate hurricanes, but you still get winds coming in pretty strong up through that part of the state. Uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't ever recall talking about weather as much as we had in this game. So. The, the two worst weather games I can recall in ACC country, uh, number one by far is the game that Brian Kelly lost to NC State because they kept trying to throw the football during the hurricane. Like during the actual hurricane, remember that? Mm -hmm. It was uh, was that 2013 or 2014? It, it was um, Brian Kelly loses hurricane game. Uh, <laughs> the headline, the headline this is great. Notre Dame's Brian Kelly defends passing football 26 times in literal hurricane. Mm. October 8th, 2016. Raleigh, North Carolina. Brian Kelly admitted Saturday he couldn't remember many games that it was this difficult 
uh, with it, in that sentence being throwing the ball. Uh, Hurricane Matthew, which made landfall in South Carolina, uh, about tw- 200 miles south of Raleigh, brought torrential driving rains and winds gusting up to about 50 miles per hour to central North Carolina on Saturday, <laughs> at which point the Irish were playing the Wolfpack. 50 miles an hour. They threw 26 passes. Um, that was with Deshaun Kaiser. Notre Dame yeah. did not score an offensive touchdown in the ballgame. Uh, NC State decided to... Uh, um, Brad Kelly says, with the defense that North Carolina State was playing against us, they were putting a little extra guy in the box, putting an extra hat in the box. The safeties drop again, so we kind of have to throw it. They were throwing some blitzes at us, too. <laughs> yeah, I would... Uh... I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Brian Kelly never one to factor in the weather all that much. Oh, so, uh, yeah, oh, he just, went there. Oh gosh. Um, we'll we'll see what it looks like uh, now. The, the other game, I'm guessing that you were gonna was Clemson Louisville. One that the game that was literally played in a hurricane, or was that? I think Clemson, it was Clemson Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. Clemson Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same season, I believe. Welcome uh, to the ACC but yeah. Irish. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that one as well. Sean Kaiser was nine of 26 for 54 yards, though, in the football. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, NC State attempted 14 passes, almost all of them in the first half. They were five of 12 for 27 yards. uh, And then the other kid was the running back through two passes for seven a pop. And and they decided to to stop uh, doing so. Which is- we'll thank our friends at Homefield. Homefieldapparel.com is the lovely line of vintage uh, products that you can go and get. Uh, as we've been saying, two or three weeks ago, came out with a new line of Florida State stuff. Some great options on there. All of the older options uh, are still there as the uh, the goodies if you want to go uh, back and grab some of the first offerings that were so popular. But homefieldapparel.com, you'll see the Teams tabs. You can click on through to... Uh, Florida State, and they've got uh, they've got a whole new offering of shirts, sweaters, uh, a couple different other things, the bomber jacket, something that we've mentioned, uh, but you can use the coupon code NOLCAST23 uh, for, I believe, 15% off at checkout. Uh, people want to know our thoughts on the all-white uniforms. Do you like the Stormtrooper look? Uh, I mean, I don't love them, but, uh, you know, if Kids love them, and obviously, you know, if there is a game to do something a little different, it's this one. Is Boston home, you know, Boston BC's home uniforms have a have a certain resemblance to uh, a lot of our primary colors as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I, we're not going to spend six or seven minutes talking about it next week. I'll put it that way. But uh, I don't, I don't love them. But uh, you know, if kids do, and it's fun for them, then uh, you know, absolutely, let's do it. All right. In order of the uniforms, I do not particularly like the uh, white jerseys, garnet pants look. Mm-hmm. Um, the stormtrooper in like a very limited use case, I'm kind of okay with. Um, I really didn't like the pro combat at yeah, all, I which mean, I'm glad awesome. they have not brought that back. But if you're someone who still wears a pro combat jersey to a game, I feel like like you just have to keep it up now because the team's winning. And like it, it's at this point, it's clearly vintage. <laughs> I don't really uh, love the all blacks, but at least if you go with the gold helmet, the all black looks like a cooler version of like uh like late 90s Colorado, mm-hmm. you know, which which was a pretty dope look, especially if you go with like like the tall white socks on the bottom. Um 
Let me see here. What else do we have? I like the white top gold pants. Yeah, I like I mean, that a lot. That's a classic road look, man. I, I like that. That is that is a that's one that I would rock a vast majority of the time. Uh, I also like the the white, you know, all white gold helmet. Uh, that's had some yes great looks to it. It's had some some not so great, but um, I wasn't fond. You know, you had like this the two stripe pants that they went with that for a couple years that I wasn't quite as fond with, but. Uh, yeah, no, man. I'm I'm pretty the the home uniform and the traditional way uniform is pretty pretty freaking great. Now I, I realize uh, I, I like some variation and done means that we have to wear that every time. But you've got two uh, two consistents that you can fall back on at any time and, and know that it looks pretty damn good. I will say, um, I think you have to be pretty proud that Florida State. I mean, knock on wood here because Nike's still the the apparel company, but they have never been done completely dirty like how Nike did Florida twice. Like the mm-hmm. the one ridiculous, um, it, it was like UF, Fatek, and like some other buddy. They had like the, the different color shoulder patch the one time. Remember that? Like, right. like a Chris Leak at like just terrible. Uh, and, the, and then they also had the ones that were supposed to look like alligators. Yeah, they had the skin. <laughs> those, those were those were great. Like like Definitely. we're honor, like we're honoring the military and and literal alligators <laughs> and alligators jersey, and it doesn't yeah. actually look. Yeah, like like pick one, and st- and and uh, and stick with it. I, yeah, I'm just mainly for me. It's the helmet. It's not it like the the uniform combos are rarely bad. I don't particularly like the white helmet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's about all I got in this Boston College game, man. I, I hope people can can find 30 minutes to listen to this before before the, uh, the game kicks, and uh, I hope that it stays somewhat relevant uh, by the time the game kicks. No, I think it will. Final reminders. I know the weather will be just fine down uh, at Madison Social and Township and everywhere else this weekend. So big thanks to Matt and his team and uh, all that they've done historically to make the Nolcast possible. And uh, I don't think Madso or Township ever needs a reminder, but uh, we'll throw it out there. And as always, our friends over at Charlie Park, Tallahassee's best rooftop bar and uh, a group that we uh, we always frequent ourselves when we're in town and are proud to be able to partner with. Yes, we do. Everybody going up to BC, uh, travel safe, both there and back. We'll see you all again very soon.